1: Welcome back to 1001 Greatest Love Stories with your Australian host, Erica Tippett. In this interview, I speak with my second cousin, Declan, and hear how he met his partner, Wheezy, in exceptional circumstances during the COVID pandemic. Wheezy was his roommate's long-term school friend. Declan had met and hung out with her friends, and they were familiar with one another, but they had never met in person. After a chance match in an online dating app, they had early communications but she soon lost interest and ghosted him. Ghosting is a term used to describe the act of suddenly ending all communication with someone with no explanation or warning. Similar to the previous episode, in the interview with Suya, Declan raises the issue of red flags in relationships, and the only real consideration was readiness to be in a serious relationship. A footnote on social bubbles... A social bubble is a group of people that you can come into contact with in a controlled way. During the COVID-19 pandemic, social bubbles were formed to help limit the spread of the virus. The idea was to create a small group of people who could interact with each other without social distancing, while still limiting the number of people they came into contact with. The rules around social bubbles varied depending on the time and location. So Declan, where are you from and just tell me a little bit about yourself.
0: Sure. Um, I currently live in Atlanta, Georgia. I was born and raised in Florida, um, and I've been in Georgia for, oh, about five and a half years. I moved here um, by myself um, in 2018 to attend graduate school here, and I'm still in graduate school here.
1: Thanks. And you met your current partner, at the very beginning of lockdown. Can you tell me how that happened?
0: Yeah. Um, so, you know, you had mentioned in your email that lockdown was very strict um, in Australia, and Americans uh, didn't have it quite so strict um, in the early period. So, my current partner, her name is Wheezy, we met in the early summer of 2020, um, May 2020. Mm-hmm. And The way that we met is sort of uh, two-pronged. The first is that Weezy's childhood best friend was actually my roommate. My roommate, his name is Philip. When I moved to Atlanta, I didn't know anybody, and um, I sort of built up a small community through playing soccer here. And we had moved in together in May 2020. um, Shortly after the pandemic uh, uh, began here, we had talked about living together for a long time and... That's sort of, you know, when our previous leases were up. Um, So Wheezy knew a little bit about me from um, my roommate. And um, the two of them, like I said, had known each other since they were probably five and went to school together through high school. Um, And Phil and I had already been friends before we were roommates. And I had hosted a few parties and stuff pre-COVID with uh, Phil and Wheezy's friends. But Wheezy had never... Been there, so I'd sort of started um, infiltrating her community um, (laughs) without ever meeting her or knowing who she was um, before about May 2020. And so before we actually met in person um, in April of 2020, I had previously I was living in Atlanta, and lockdown started here in March. I remember being in school and having having an exam in spring break and uh, maybe like the second week of March and. Things started shutting down and they were, you know, very shut down. And I wasn't sure what to do really um, and ended up driving home to Florida to stay with my parents uh, for an indefinite period of time. And it mm. ended up being um, the rest of March and um, April of 2020. And um, so school while I was, was there... completely
1: closed at that time.
0: It was remote. Um, I was still doing some things for school. We were all sort of just struggling through um, finishing our coursework. But the way it is here is uh, the semester starts very early in the spring. So we kind of just crawled across the finish line at the end of the the spring semester. Um, Didn't have much going on at home because there wasn't much to do besides for play video games and hang out with my parents. And I'm an only child. So like, can only be so entertaining. (laughs) Uh, And so what did I do? I was um, single at the time, I I was on the dating apps. Um, And I don't know if you have it in Australia, but here we have an app called Hinge. and (laughs) (laughs) Or if you know, you've been married for quite some time. Um, Hinge is um, a little different than some of the other apps in that um, it gives you a little bit more, like, background information on a person before you swipe you have to like answer more prompts and Mm -hmm. a little bit more uh geared towards dating than like tinder or bumble which are just like swiping a lot um so one day i was uh swiping on hinge and i got a match and it ended up being wheezy um and because hinge on like tinder or bumble lets you keep a location if you want so i had my location kept in atlanta even though i wasn't here Mm-hmm. I want to meet someone in Atlanta, not in Florida. And I matched with Wheezy, and that's a pretty identifiable name. And this is gonna sound uh very corny um for some of the your audience, and that uh Wheezy is um a nickname for the rapper Lil Wayne. Um okay. he often calls himself Wheezy F and then like you know, changes how he's referring to himself in that way. Um mm-hmm. so my pickup line to Wheezy was uh like wheezy f baby and that uh f is for blank and she just didn't respond um <laughs> and admittedly it's like really embarrassing line um deep in the in the swiping and internet dating you you sort of like run out of pickup lines um but i had a positive for me in that um she knew who i was right like so the the, the pickup line didn't quite matter and she ended up responding um and Honestly, the conversation was crap, like we, we didn't have much to talk about, um, there wasn't a lot going on, she didn't really yeah. respond very quickly to me. Um, and on paper, I think, you know, we don't really have that many things in common, like I am a graduate student focused on sports, like everything in my life is geared towards sports, um, from school to um, athletics and just like watching it on TV for fun. And Wheezy is um, not that way. She is uh, much more focused on art. So uh, like a key component of this story is that she was um, an art historian. She was following that path. And if you want to get into art history, uh, a common thing to do is to be a curator. And so she Mm -hmm. was um, a fellow at the National Gallery here, um, which is, you know, like a pretty sweet position. But curation like academia is very sort of unstable um and she was on a one year position and with lockdown the museum w- was closed so she yeah. moved out of Washington DC and was home in Atlanta with her family where she's from um and that was sort of like what brought us that's why her um area was Atlanta but like i said we still hadn't met in person and you know our conversation was just not very good and I followed her on Instagram, too. Like, you know, these were just not very um, sly moves. And, um, <laughs> you know, I guess I just didn't really care at this point. Like, um, both of us, we're not, we're not old, but we, we have both dated a lot and, like, sort of have a lot of experience navigating um, these early relationships. And so, like, I just didn't have a problem with being, like, um, forthright and, like, you know, maybe a little bit embarrassing or corny. Um,
1: yeah. And did you think that it, like you said, you weren't getting a lot of response or the response wasn't happening very quickly. Um, So what made you persist, I guess?
0: Yeah. Well, I didn't like, she ghosted me. Um, We stopped talking, Um, you know, I was talking to other people on the app. And so um, when I, I came back to Atlanta in early, early May to move, because I had to get out of my other apartment. Um, And like I said, lockdown here was more of a suggestion than a law right um so you know like trying to navigate what it meant to date in early covid was very stressful for a single person um i remember like seeing this other person that i ended up seeing a few times and like you know doing it like outside in parks or like you know having these sort of like strained conversations about like who is in their bubble and who is in my bubble and like what what exposure was too much um and, you know, that person I was not very romantic. Was... No, no. And it created a lot of stress. And and I think this plays into like the way that Wheezy and I's relationship started was that like, I think dating in, in early COVID, like forced a lot of people to think about things that were maybe like a little bit more advanced than where their relationships were. Right. So like, you know, was seeing this person a little bit, you know, getting to know their bubble, which was like their, their small friend group. Um, It was fine. Um, then they, they left town for a while and, you know, the status of our relationship, we weren't like, um, exclusive or anything. Um, and it wasn't like an amazing relationship, but during COVID, like not trying to take too many risks, not seeing like more than one person at a time. But when she left, um, it sort of coincided with me living in this apartment with Philip and this one other person that we had, it was a three person sort of like top of an old house in here in Atlanta. Um, Mm -hmm. And the three of us like started forming our own um bubble. And um Philip had a long term girlfriend, so she was a part of our bubble, but otherwise, um, it was pretty small. And what quickly started happening was that a few of Philip's childhood friends who had moved home joined our bubble too. And that included Wheezy. Um, and it was definitely quite weird early on seeing her and like we knew who each other were, but, like, just awkward conversation and passing. Um, Like, I had helped that other person move that I was seeing and, like, had briefly crossed paths with her on our um, on our porch outside. And, like, had some short conversations about, like, you know, her background and, like, while she was home. And we talked, actually, I remember, like, our first meaningful conversation was her master's thesis um, in art history was focused on uh, the American South and like uh, she she did uh, photography as the focus of her art history and mm-hmm. how photography could play into like ideals and tropes of the American South and that was really close to my master's work which was centered on soccer but was asking questions about like soccer and community and identity in the American South so you know I I had very little to do, like I said. So I, you know, read her master's thesis and I, I promised, I swear to her afterwards that I wasn't like trying to play, play games or like, you know, get on her good side. But I was, you know, I was interested in her work. So used, uh, read her master's thesis and like started having some conversation, but it was really like, uh, there was one night Weezy was at her parents, her childhood home. Um, her parents, they have like a, a second home and we're out of town there and so like the bubble had a party and it felt like a a, a <laughs> high school party where like, you know, there's not much else going on in a parent's house, like where you probably feel like you shouldn't be and, you know, mixed, mixed up with some alcohol and um, sort of like hit it off like in person from there. And it's really strange because like, obviously she had ghosted me and it was, it was a weird place because um, she had previously been seeing somebody, but. Like, from that first night that we 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 got together, it was immediate between the two of us. you felt like found
1: think... a connection, though, right? In, in yeah, right. Your interests and your, your worlds.
0: And like I said, you know, um, I think dating and early COVID required you to have, like, these thoughts about, um, you know, what are you doing? Like, there, ha- it felt like there needed to be a little bit more of a point. And I, like I said, the, the two of us, had dated a lot and like knew what we wanted um, in a partner at that point. And, yeah. you know, it was pretty freak occurrence that, you know, COVID had brought her back home. Cause I don't think otherwise we would have met. She hadn't spent any meaningful time since high school, uh, um, you know, back home. So what happened after that was, was uh, like, it was just quick and immediate. Um, I mean, we were spending every day together um, extended periods and,
1: We'll be back to our interview right after these sponsor messages.
0: Find a
1: location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSC.
1: And now back to our interview with Declan.
0: It was very informal because there wasn't a lot of like stereotypical things that like dating things that we could do together. The things that you could do were like spend time and. We were all in a bubble together and, like, what did the bubble do but, like, just try and survive and, like, get through on daily life. Um, yeah. I remember after that first um hookup, we, like, made dinner together at her parents' house. And, like, that was about, like, the most formal it got. It was, like, very informal relationship. And I had a dog, like, walking the dog. Um, yeah. Just hanging out like there wasn't really anything like you know mind-blowing that happened but like I said I think the that meant that we couldn't really like hide behind some of the early dating things that can like mask the traits that you're not looking for in a partner right so even though we might not have had like the same textbook interests on paper it was very quickly apparent that we shared a very similar life outlook um, <laughs> we had similar college educational backgrounds, you know, having post-secondary degrees and like, you know, interests in terms of, you know, trying to push ourselves academically, but also what we were looking for in a, in a partner, like, and that meant, how did you want to spend every day? And to us, like the thing that I think makes our, our relationship special, even, even now is like, we don't have to do anything to be entertained. And I think like on the flip side, like a lot of relationships were really tried during COVID because people like find ways to avoid their significant other. Um, Mm -hmm. Like my grandfather was married for like 50 years to this woman, not my grandmother. And like within a year of COVID, she was gone because they use like other people to prop up their relationship. So yeah, like I said, we were just, you know, like existing, you know, spending time together, having those conversations about, what we wanted to accomplish in life, you know, what we like to do on a daily basis, and just, like, being really similar. We had been together for maybe three weeks, and, like I said, her parents were gone, um, and it was kind of strained in the house with my roommates, not with Philip, but, like, we had another roommate, and, like, the questions of, like, lockdown on how, who you were seeing, so I went to Weezy's parents' house with her, I brought my dog, and it was like, we were living together after three weeks, which like was so ridiculous, but that was great, right? Like a very quick introduction to to what it would be like to spend every day with that person. And, you know, not like a, it wasn't like super exciting or anything, but, you know, enjoying that time. And then like two weeks after that, she tells me, oh, I'm going to go up to my parents' house and where her parents were. And I don't know when I'm going to come back. And I was like, oh, well, crap. Like it was really fun. While it lasted, Uh, I guess, you know, I guess it's over. Don't know when I'm going to see her. Um, Had only started dating, like not really like willing to guarantee that I'll wait or anything. And she asked me, hey, do you want to come with me to this, to our house with my parents? You know, my parents who are in their 60s and with COVID not trying to see anybody else. um, Basically asking, do you want to come spend a... Uncertain amount of time with my parents in a house of the four of us um, away from anybody else that you might know and see how it goes because, you know, she liked me that much. Um, I still don't know why her parents agreed to let her invite me to their house. But this was a point in my in my Ph.D. where I was I was reading for my comprehensive exam. So there was nothing much going on. I was just reading every day and I could read from anywhere. So yeah. I said, yes, um, I took my stuff and um, dog down to Florida and left my left the dog with my parents for a little bit and flew up there. Um, it's I'm not sure if you know where Nantucket is, but it's a little island um, off the coast of Massachusetts. It's a very small place. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, it's got nice beaches. Um, and uh, so that's that's where we were. And I proceeded to spend six weeks um like during the height of lockdown uh just existing working on my comprehensive exams um making dinner going to the beach like just the four of us and it was a very risky thing to do but um you know if our relationship was like defined by like taking these like big risks early on it really paid off because like i felt immediately very close to her parents um very close to her and like a part of the family within six weeks of dating um, or you know two months and from there it's like everything was easy after that point and her mom made that that point to her early on when when we were all up there it's like if the two of you can manage to get by in this stressful of an environment you can survive anything in the future and um, I really agree with that like uh, yeah. we've been together for almost four years now.
1: It's a very solid start, but it's almost like a fast forward relationship, right? Exactly yeah. <laughs>
0: right. Like, we skipped ahead and, you know, we bought a house together very quickly after starting to dating, like uh, a little over a year. And we're not yep. married, but like those things feel very normal and safe when, you know, you're basically like have been living with the person from day one.
1: Yeah. When did you get to introduce her to to your parents in Florida? Like, was that determined by? pandemic situation
0: yeah did it just kind of
1: (laughs) naturally happen
0: yeah I mean my parents um I think the first time we all saw each other was Christmas of 2020 um my parents came up from Florida and stayed with us I think and it was it was stressful because um you know, there was the the COVID thing and the relationship thing, and um, not much else to do besides to be in the house. Um, but like I said, you know, it was yeah. I guess I was twenty twenty. All all of the years start to like blend together, I and I can't I can't even remember like identifiable things. I feel like you know I just emerged from a black hole a little bit.
1: Yeah. But that was maybe seven months into your relationship then.
0: Yeah. And it was it was kind of weird because, you know, I had spent significant time with her parents. And so I already felt like a, a part of the family for them. Um, but, you know, we talked to my parents on FaceTime and, you know, it is what it is. We spend less time with my parents as it is because they're in Florida and her parents are here at least like half the time. Um, yeah and her whole extended family is here in Atlanta, too. So it's just a little bit different. But we see my, my parents on like, during the holidays and things like that.
1: And is she an only child as well?
0: No, she has a brother. Um, he's five years older than us. He lives in Atlanta as well. And it's funny, too, when I say like, I feel a part of the family. He, um he's also very interested in soccer. And um, early on, that was a way for me to connect with him and her dad. And I ended up, like a, a little bit later down the road, I started coaching soccer and um, her brother, his name's Pierce. Uh, He's my assistant coach. Um, So I actually not right this minute, but like during the season, spend more time with him than she does and like see him probably five to six times a week. And, you know, we, like I said, it's just being a part of the family. Like um, I feel like him and I are brothers. He's my right hand man when it comes to coaching. And, um, yeah, we have we have a good relationship too. And she has a bunch of cousins in Atlanta, see them all the time and um, spend a lot of the holidays with them. So it was just like, it's hard to describe. Just, just fits Yeah, right. Together. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Right, like there was no doubt. I mean, early on, you're like, wow, is this the right thing for me to be doing? And at every turn, it has felt right. And it's not been forced or rushed or awkward. And you know, like I said- And all of our other dating experience, like there's always a red flag and I, people talk all always about red flags and like, there was no red flags for the two of us. I mean, the only red flag was like, are you ready to be in a very serious relationship at, you know, what is not that old of an age? And we had early growing pains in that regards, but like, we quickly were able to like, put those aside and, you know, move on together.
1: That's fascinating, really. it's not at all like my experience. Mine was a much kind of slower trajectory in a relationship, maybe a bit more uh, traditional with, you know, starting with dating and seeing each other quite infrequently.
0: Right. And like in, in the before times and like, you know, we have an age gap between the two of us too, where like the, those norms, at least in the U S have like slowly become less norm. Right. Where like, the dating apps and like how you get to know somebody is so different when you have like this this virtual relationship too but also I think Weezy and I are uh free not free spirits but like less inhibited I don't know the Australians you you guys have a little bit more uh poise than us
1: (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that before
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe just me knowing you I don't know (laughs)
1: Well thank you that's a fascinating experience. Where do you see the future for you both? Are you both fully aligned in in your goals and your your dreams and has anything shifted for you because of the pandemic?
0: Yeah it's kind of weird. Um we're definitely aligned and have like built our lives together to this point. I mean like I said I'm still in grad school so that has not changed. Hopefully I'll be done this year. Um but She completely changed careers. Um, Working in the art world was really draining and stressful. You don't get to choose where the curatorial positions will be open. And so she felt like she wanted to make a career shift and she um, is finishing up becoming a therapist so she can, um, you know, work wherever, um, a mental health counselor, Mm -hmm. and she's finishing school and is going to be able to work. And that was almost two years ago that she started that. Um, And what the pandemic has, has shown us too, is, you know, we've been at home for a long time. Sorry, I was thinking the the sort of like core of our relationship was like about the everyday norm. And I think COVID stripped a little bit of like our early twenties from us, like where you can have Mm -hmm. fun and like see what it's like to be a young person because there wasn't like a lot to do. And, you know, one thing that we're really aligned on is when we're done with school and ready, uh, you know, we've got some money that we want to move to Europe and like experience and like have more fun and travel before we like become full adults. And I think being (laughs) on the same page there is like really important because we both like worked really hard while we've been young and would like to have a little bit more fun. So I think that's like a a big um, thing for us to look forward to in the next few years, like once we have worked through our our schooling,
1: yeah, that's great. Where in Europe? Do you have any ideas?
0: I think we want to probably live in London. I mean, with my dad's background, I can live there um, without needing a visa. And she did her masters in London, at, um, so she like you know knows the city. I've spent some time there, and you know we have some connections. But like also using it as a place of like a jumping off point. It's like very yeah. easy to get places from London Glasgow appeals to me but that's not like the easiest place to, to start off living especially if you like sun, sunlight and like connections but <laughs> um I could see that in the future too um but I think London's the starting point for us um, in the next couple of years
1: yeah that sounds well deserved and yeah like a great plan well thanks so much for talking with me and sharing your experience and your relationship. It's been a pleasure.
0: Yeah, no problem.
1: Thanks for listening to this interview. Have you ever been ghosted? Would you have done what Declan did and keep trying to engage with Wheezy until she noticed him and they had a chance to make a connection? Would you have moved in with your partner's parents so early in a relationship? I don't think I would have, but I was happily married during COVID and remain so. What about your parents? Would they have accepted your partner into their home very early on in your relationship and created an environment where your relationship could develop and grow? In those unprecedented times, people faced unique circumstances and had to make exceptional decisions. The chances that Declan and Wheezy took, and her parents too, have paid off so far. Hopefully, their relationship is a long and happy one. Do you have a story you would like to share? We are looking for more folks to interview for this podcast. Please get in touch with me, your host, Erica Tippett. Email me, admin at ericatippett.com. That's Erica with a C and Tippett, T-I-P-P-E-T-T. I'd love to hear from you. That's all for now. Thanks again.